Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Amy. And this is Monumental. A small show about the big things God does in the lives of ordinary people. However, today we don't have a regular episode for you. We have a special occasion and celebration and something we want to share with you all in the Monumental world. And so we're going to talk to Katie today about some things that have been happening in her life. So Katie, something's happened really big um, in the last few weeks for you and Benny. Actually, why we don't have a regular episode for you today. Um, Do you want to tell us about that? I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) So... Well, my husband and I have been in the adoption process for quite a while now, and three weeks ago we got a phone call that there was a little baby coming. And so actually three weeks ago today our Mm -hmm. daughter was born. I have her with us here today, so if you hear some little squeaks, that's that's her. (laughs) So since I've been doing the editing for Monumental um, this season, we have interviews mm-hmm. ready, but since Ilsa coming, <laughs> I haven't uh, taken the time to edit the next episode. Um, been a little distracted. Been a little busy. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably. And, uh, so we thought today we would actually just come and, and um, share this uh, exciting news with you mm-hmm. and tell you a little bit about the story. Yes. So to really appreciate Well, we can always appreciate babies, (laughs) but to understand, and I think to get it under a better understanding of how amazing God is, it's sweet to know the backstory of how God brought this baby to your family. So would you tell us a little bit about how she came to be? How she came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a year, about a year and a half ago, maybe a little more that My husband and I started the adoption process, but really we have been wanting children since we got married. So we feel like we've been waiting for a child for about four and a half years now. But we, um, you know, struggled with infertility for quite a while and, you know, went to doctors and did some medication and things like that and ended up finding or hearing from a fertility specialist that he, the chances were pretty low for us to have children naturally, which of course was pretty devastating. <laughs> Although we had talked early on in our marriage about adoption, we loved the idea of adoption and thought maybe that that would be something we might do down the road. But we thought we'd see about starting our family naturally first. Anyway, but thankfully God is in control and He had a, a different plan for us. So when did you? start the actual process of, okay, we're going to pursue adopting? I think it was probably actually about two years ago, we started really looking into it and looking Mm -hmm. for agencies and things, Mm -hmm. adoption agencies. You know, there's just such a process of God sanctifying Mm -hmm. work because as I got into it and started thinking about there being a birth mom, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I realized how selfish I was Mm -hmm. and thought, I want my own little baby, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I want to just be the only mother, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just realized I think I'm too selfish mm-hmm. for for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at that time, we were still in the process of fertility treatments right. and things like that. And so it was we realized too much to be pursuing both mm-hmm. things. So we decided to take a break from looking into adoption and just 
focus on focus one. on one thing mm-hmm. and see what happened there. So then, about a half year later, once we, you know, were told that it was um, pretty unlikely that we would Changes conceive, mm-hmm. then um, we started talking about adoption again. And actually, in those months, God had really been working on my heart mm-hmm. in terms of considering a birth mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had thought a lot about what she would go through, mm. you know, and what an incredible sacrifice she yeah. would go through to, first of all, choose life for her child mm-hmm. and then do that very difficult Hard work, thing yeah. of <clears throat> then choosing a better life for yeah. a child than what she felt she would be able to give yeah. that baby. And so God softened my heart to actually feel quite a compassion and a love for mm-hmm. birth moms. And so once we actually... I'm not supposed to cry yet. (laughs) Uh, Once we actually got into the adoption process, I felt a real tenderness. And we really started praying from the very beginning for the birth mother, Mm -hmm. as well as the child God might bring into our family. So then we started pursuing adoption. And really, once we got to the point... (laughs) She's looking all around. (laughs) Um, once we got to the point of where they could be showing our profile books to birth moms and mm-hmm. someone could choose us, nothing happened for over a year. So actually, you and I, I would probably say our relationship beyond, hey, how you doing? And the, um, just kind of shoulder to shoulder work together started when we were both kind of struggling through infertility. Yeah, that's right. Well, and... Some of my earliest memories of you and I starting this mm-hmm, podcast mm-hmm. together, yeah, which was, well, it was quite a while ago, but we were both in the pains of infertility yeah. and talked a lot about those heartaches. Yeah. A lot of crying together, yeah. <laughs> but just a lot of helping each other point each other to trust God. To trust it. God. Yeah. And you had two daughters, but then mm-hmm. after that went through a very long period yeah. of not not, not being, being pregnant. able. Yeah. And <clears throat> which feels very selfish also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if you have kids, you feel selfish for wanting more. And so we both really struggled with, I think, trusting God for the good things he has given us yes. and being content with those things. Yeah but still longing for for more of good things. Right. And not... Yeah, I remember a conversation we had in the office about... Because mm. I was the secretary at the church. Uh, so Amy would come in sometimes mm. when she was there at the church. And one of the conversations we had was, is it okay to mm-hmm. still be praying for yeah. um, and longing for something that seems yeah. like God isn't giving us? Or, or yeah. are you supposed to reach a, a point where you just say... Okay, maybe the you know God is saying no, mm-hmm. and I should move on. <laughs> yep. And I think one of the things we talked about in that conversation yeah. was just looking at some of the women in the Bible yep. who had longed for so many years. Yeah. I mean, Sarah, yeah, being the primary <laughs> yeah. example. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she didn't have Isaac until ninety. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's a lot of years to yeah. be longing for. Yep. A child. And we then, were both really strengthened by Sarah, by Hannah, by yeah. and just even looking at Hannah's example, just she she poured herself out regularly, yeah, pleading for a son, and yes, that was blessed, and God praised those women for their faith yeah. and their hope in 
what was to come. And so we both kind of were like, okay, yes, there's an aspect to this that, you know, we trust God. We must be content with what he's given us, but it is good. It's okay to still long for that and go ahead and keep praying for that. As long as it doesn't become like consuming yes, or yeah. keep us from focusing on what yeah. God has given yeah. us or be content, yeah. like you said. Yeah. I think one of the other things we talked about was that as women, this is one of our mm-hmm. primary callings yeah. is to be mothers. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things God really worked on in my life mm-hmm. was realizing that there were other ways I could be a mother than mm-hmm. just by having my own child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Bible talks about mothers in Israel, mm-hmm. and and those are spiritual mothers. Mm-hmm. And we can be mothers to the oh. children in our church. Which we have a lot of them. Which we so have a lot we, of. <laughs> yeah, I realized that kind of, okay, so I want more kids. Well, there's a lot of kids here that need spiritual mothering yeah. and I'm, I can plug in in those roles yeah, yeah. with my own children so, and then with yeah. more. And so there's yeah. a real temptation with infertility to yes. become bitter and say, well, I don't have children, so it's too painful me, yeah. for me to be around other children, yes. yeah. you know, or for anyone. But like for me working in the office, yeah. we always put the names of pregnant women in the yeah. bulletin. And so I was one of the first people to hear yeah. about the pregnant women. And that was a place where I could easily fall into bitterness, where yeah. I was frequently getting, you know, messages about mm-hmm. someone else who was expecting. Yeah. And so I saw lots of opportunities mm-hmm. around me to become bitter. Yep. And I didn't, I didn't want to be bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized I needed to be actively uh, disciplining myself mm-hmm. against that. So yes. I thought some of the ways I could do that was to, well, first of all, bitterness is just selfish, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lack of gratitude and it's a lack of love for others. Yeah. And so when I would hear about women who were newly expecting, mm-hmm. I disciplined myself to pray for them and for mm-hmm. the new child that God had created. Mm-hmm. That was a work of God and he needed to be praised for that. Mm-hmm. And then children in the church that sometimes I would want to avoid because it just reminded me of what I didn't have. Yeah. That was a lack of love for those children. Mm. <laughs> so to discipline myself to, yeah. you know, get down at their level to and to not, care. To not harden yourself. Yeah. And um, what what <clears throat> I found <throat> ended up happening was that God used that actually to comfort me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I got to know the children in the church better, my husband and I taught the four-year-old Sunday school yeah. class and for a while got involved in the Awana programs on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And the children were so sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're so uh, just willing to open themselves up to you yeah. and to share what's going on in their lives and to give you a hug. And yeah. that I actually ended up finding that that was a comfort to me. Yeah. Um, those children blessed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's some of the work that God did yeah. through the infertility. Mm. Um, you know, the amazing thing God does through suffering, mm-hmm. if we have the faith for it, is He blesses us in a spiritual way that outweighs the the earthly blessings yeah. that we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys both decided, okay, we're going to pursue adoption. And you did the home study, you filled out all the paperwork, the application, you chose your agency, and then what did it, I mean, yeah. she didn't come immediately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just waited. My husband's in grad school. Yeah. I was working at the church. 
kept doing the things that we were doing yeah. involved in the church. And it was waves of being content and mm-hmm. happy where we were. And then waves of really struggling. Yeah. I mean, I would say even <clears throat> up, it was just a few weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. I was listening to uh, the new podcast, Then Comes What? Yes. And uh, Pastor Bailey was talking about the beauty and the mm-hmm. suffering that women go through when they have a baby, when mm-hmm. they deliver, Delivering. you know, that mm-hmm. pain. And I, uh, I, I had to turn it off, and I just went and sat on my bed, and I just mm-hmm. wept and mm-hmm. cried out to God because I wanted that so badly. Not the pain, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted the child, you know, mm-hmm. and— when I went through my years of back pain mm-hmm. on surgeries and stuff, which was a long time ago mm-hmm. now, but I struggled with resenting pregnant women mm. because they would talk about their pains, yeah. you know, and their aches and pains during pregnancy, but then the pain of, of childbirth. Yeah. And I was I was so jealous of them to be mm-hmm. in pain, but then to have mm-hmm. that beautiful joy, gift yeah. and joy blessing at the end. And I was in incredible this pain. pain. Yeah. And I didn't get that blessing at the end. Yeah. So I've had often resented, mm. which is, you know, great sin. Mm. So like I said, you know, yeah. the battle of bitterness is, well, it's a discipline. You just have yeah. to keep, keep killing it. You yeah. got to keep killing it because yeah. it will just keep coming. Yeah. But like I also said before, that's something that God has taught me through mm-hmm. pain and through <clears throat> different heartaches is the incredible uh, spiritual blessing that yeah. he gives you if you have the faith for it. And yeah. God has been so gracious mm-hmm. <laughs> to discipline me and to teach me mm-hmm. and to not let me be turned over to to bitterness yeah. and to hardness. Yep. Um, and that's a mercy of God. Yes. You know, I give him the credit for yeah. that fully because there's been plenty of opportunities for me to go the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You know. Is that what you think too, Elsa? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is difficult too because you feel like when you're struggling with these things, and you feel like, okay, I, you, you do, you can come to a real point of real contentment and joy, and those those spiritual blessings, and you feel that, and you know that, but your hands are still empty. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's still always a certain kind. There's a pain to that. It's just, okay, there's nothing here. That's okay. You trust God. You do have faith, but your hands are still empty. Mm-hmm. So I've watched you in these last few years, kind of, both of us, I mean, have gone yeah, ups and too. downs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I have seen God's work in, in you and in myself also. But <laughs> I was going to say, you should tell what well, happened in your life too, though. <clears throat> so for us, and this is also something that is, you learn as God designs your family is that God puts together families how he wants to. Yeah. And it, for you, how God's chosen to bless you with a child is through adoption. God has chose a, a different path, a different way for us. And that was, he, he gave us a baby and then we lost that baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, those those other pain a whole that. other pains in that and yeah. um and yet God's goodness in it mm-hmm. and then God give gave us a baby through natural naturally natural mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. and we have a little girl that's eight months old now Gwyneth 
Born last January. Yeah, born last January. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> Unexpectedly yeah, early. early, yeah. <laughs> um, it was not an easy pregnancy or delivery. and But God does all of these things. Your labor and your, I would even say your, your pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, God just works. You can't be jealous for what he's doing in another person's life. or bitter towards them for what he, how he is working and someone else. But knowing that God is working for you and for your good and for your sisters and your brothers in Christ also, and you can't compare, you can't be jealous. You can't be bitter. Our own stories and it's all God's working. Yeah. You know, like that's who are we to, you know, criticize how something how he, is happening in someone yeah. else's life. Like, ultimately, that's God's work. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he should be praised for it. Yeah. And instead of, I, you know, bitterness is ultimately anger with God. And that is who our, when we are bitter or hardened or resentful, that's, yeah. that is who our, our issue is with him, not with, mm-hmm. you know, the person that we feel bitter towards, really. Yeah. Back to you, though. Mm-hmm. I think your s- story is is such a sweet story of how God works for our good, even when we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay, I okay, I got to carry my baby <clears throat> in my womb for seven months, <laughs> and no, during those seven months, God was knitting this baby yeah. in my womb. T- you didn't get to know about it, but He was working for your good. Yeah. Um. So why don't you there tell was- us? Nine months, we were completely unaware yeah. that he was knitting together our little baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, three weeks ago, a little through, a little over three weeks ago, it was Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call, which I ignored because I didn't know the number. <laughs> <laughs> um, and about an hour later, I realized I had a message on my phone and I listened to it. And it was the agency saying, Please call me back as soon as you can. It doesn't matter how late it is. <laughs> we have a birth mom for you. So I called her back, of course, right away. And she said, we have a birth mom who will be delivering tomorrow mm-hmm. night. And we would like you to come to the hospital and receive the baby right away. All we know is that it's an African-American baby. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Um, <laughs> so you and your husband <laughs> talk and and get back and of course we were like no question ecstatic you know yeah yeah. um and so we both went to work the next day i finished my last day in the office (laughs) (laughs) we met up went to the store bought a few baby things a boy outfit a girl outfit a few of the necessities (laughs) yeah went home packed and drove to the hospital a couple hours away, got there at 2.30 in the morning, which is when they told us to arrive. And they gave us our own room in the hospital. And at 11.13 on Saturday morning, our little (laughs) Ilsa was born. (laughs) And they took her to the nursery and came and got us. They told us it was a little girl, (laughs) which we were really excited about. We went to the nursery. They opened the door. We heard her crying. A really sweet little cry. (laughs) And we heard the nurse say, look, your mommy and daddy are here. (laughs) And uh, we went over and picked her up. And it was the sweetest moment I've ever known, you know, holding my daughter for the first time. And she quieted down as soon as she got in her arms. (laughs) 
Um, and then we got to have her from that point on. And that's, we just love her. Mm-hmm. Could not, just could not love her more. <laughs> Can you tell us what you named her? So, and why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We named her Elizabeth Jane. Elizabeth means consecrated to God. You know, I guess I think of Hannah mm-hmm. and how much she had longed for a child yeah. and was so overjoyed yeah. when God gave her a child yeah. that she, in gratitude, want to give that child back to God. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's our prayer for Ilsa mm-hmm. is that she will live for God, mm-hmm. that she will love and fear the Lord. I mean, I know that's that's every Christian yeah. parent's prayer for their child, mm-hmm. but we're so grateful yeah. that. Uh, for this gift God's given to us. And mm. we want to hold her with open hands to the Lord, knowing yeah. that he is in control over her life. Yeah. And then Jane means mm. God is gracious. <laughs> <laughs> we call her Ilsa. It's the German nickname for Elizabeth. Mm. My husband's from Germany. And <laughs> we just thought that was a beautiful name. It is. It is beautiful. And it's perfect for her. <laughs> it does fit her, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> totally fits her. So. <laughs> She's sitting here sleeping right now. <laughs> I know. I'm going to take a picture. Maybe we'll post it with the. <laughs> oh, she's just so precious. <laughs> so, you know, some another thing I remember about a conversation you and I had mm-hmm. was about the struggles of infertility mm-hmm. and that pain. And the thing that stood out to me the most from that conversation was the very end when you turned around and said, you know, you were walking out the door and you turned around again and said, God is good all the time. God is God and he's good. Yeah. Yeah.